844, 24 degrees outside the Apple Tree Automotive Superstore Studios. You hear him every day on the Pete Callender Show podcast, available at thepetecallendershow.com, as well as all of the major and minor podcasting platforms. Well, he would be Pete Callender, and he joins us right now. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mark. I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, not too bad. I want to uh, bring up something that you mentioned on, I believe it was the Monday podcast. Um, and I, I like you, kind of have this same stance as far as how this thing goes, or how this thing took place in, in uh, Washington last week with this uh, riot on the Capitol. Um, I tend to blame the people that were actually involved with the riot. What? I know, I know what you're thinking here. I know that's really going out on a limb, but I tend to blame the people that actually took part in the violence as the people who are responsible for the violence. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think that we did over the summer. Yeah. I don't absolve people of their, uh, of their agency. You know, uh, people have the ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to throw this fire extinguisher at a police officer's head. You know, that's like I just that, that's a line I'm not going to cross. That's I think that's right. that's uh, I think it's only uh, reasonable to ask people to make those kinds of decisions for themselves. I don't believe this idea that, uh, oh, I totally behaved in a way that I never would have behaved had I not been just swept up by the mob. Now, I understand there is, you know, quote, mob mentality that does take hold, but uh, you are still responsible for the things that you do, even if you are swept up in the mob. It's not an excuse. And I said the same thing when it was leftists burning down cities and attacking police officers. I say the same thing now when it's QAnon and uh, Trump supporters and Proud Boys uh, that are doing it uh, or did do it at the Capitol. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's just it's one of those things. If you remain consistent on that, you can never be wrong. It's very easy. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, very it makes life very easy for me. Like, for example, there's all this outrage now at Madison Cawthorn, right? The co- newly elected congressman, because uh, a month ago he went and spoke at the Turning Point USA event. And he told people, you know, call your congressman and feel free. You know, you can lightly threaten them and say, you know, if you don't start supporting election integrity, I'm coming coming after you. Madison Cawthorn is coming after you. Everybody's coming after you. Okay. Now, is that an incitement to violence? Well, if you're a leftist that wants to read it like that or hear it like that, yes, it is. If you are going to, if you are of the right and you're like, no, he's all right. He was, he was just saying, you know, metaphorically, right? That's the kind of stuff that's been going on for years now in, in glossing over a lot of the the kind of violent rhetoric that has infected our politics. And, uh, you know, this is why I thought it was important during Cawthorn's race to ask his opponent, Mo Davis, about his violence fetish porn that he was uh, tweeting and saying, like, He's the guy who said that we need to uh, stomp scrawny, pasty necks of Republicans with our heels and then, you know, grind them uh, into the ground so until you hear the crisp snap of the neck. Right. And and the same people that are now very, very outraged about Madison Cawthorn uh, telling people a month ago that you should lightly threaten, which I don't even know what that means. Um, but he said, you know, call them up and lightly threaten them. That's completely inappropriate to say. Uh, but the same people that gave Mo Davis a pass saying, oh, that was just punditry. Oh, you know, he's just speaking hyperbolically. Right. But now, oh, we, we've got to impeach 
Madison Cawthorn. We got to throw him out of office because he's a seditionist. He's he's calling people to violence. Meanwhile, you got the, the, the guy that they all endorsed and said would be a better pick for the office, literally talking about murdering Republicans. So like, I, I, I don't have any uh, sympathy and I give no moral high ground to these grandstanders on this now. You, you don't have any um, there's no credibility from you folks to tell me what I'm supposed to believe is right and wrong when you would not condemn this from your own allies. Yeah, and again, I think it goes back to it goes back to consistency, mm-hmm. right? If, if you if you remain consistent on where on the thresholds of which you hold these people accountable, I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, I think what it has done, though, um, and and with this whole controversy surrounding Madison Cawthorn. Uh, it has kind of brought all of this back into the into the forefront of this is where the problem with our politics is, is that neither side sometimes or a lot of times are willing to call out uh, the political violence and the political threats. And, and political violence is political violence. It doesn't matter what side it comes from. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've said, I, I mean, yeah, and I, I've been saying you know, politics is uh, is the last stop before violence. Because right, if, right, you, right. If, if we cannot settle these types of difficult issues with words and policy debates, then then there is only violence. And there are a lot of people that are fine with that, by the way. There are a lot of people I have come to realize on both sides that are totally fine with using mob justice or I should say violence because it's not justice, but mob violence in order to harass and intimidate. Right. This is what we have seen for years now. And so the people that were you know, telling their supporters to go confront uh, Republicans and uh, get up in their faces and punch them back twice as hard and, uh, you know, make sure they can't go into a gasoline station or anywhere else. And you need to get in their faces and fight, fight, right. fight and do all of that. Now I'm supposed to believe that that same kind of rhetoric from their political opponents is is unacceptable. Like This right. is not a double standard that I'm going to suffer. And a lot of people on the right are unwilling to suffer it any longer either. The problem is, though, that that creates this cycle of violence. Uh, right. And I don't know how to break free of that. Yeah, no. And I, I think that I think you make a very good point there is it does become cyclical and it's almost impossible to break out of it because it becomes just nothing but a, a big round of what about is right the people right. who what were about this person yeah and the people who were telling us for four years uh, hillary clinton did an interview like uh, i think a month before the election in 2020 and said that sh- that uh, her victory was stolen from her so is she going to get deplatformed where are all the calls for you know the uh, the silencing of people on the left who are saying literally the exact same thing that people on the right are saying. Everybody believes that they lost because the election was rigged, right? And and if everybody's making that argument, then first off, there's no credibility in the system, and that's a huge right. problem, right? But also, you don't get to then say, well, the other side shouldn't be undermining you know, election integrity and confidence in the system when right. you're doing it too. It's either a consistent application of the standard, or there is no standard. That's that those those are the choices here. Uh, rules for thee, but not for me. We've seen it so often mm-hmm. uh, these days, unfortunately. Pete, we always appreciate it, sir. I would encourage folks, go to uh, the PeteCallanderShow.com. Get signed up for the podcast. It is free to download. Uh, it is each and every single day. You can also hear him uh, right here on News Radio 570, WWNC at midnight. Uh, but make sure you check it out. It is a fantastic wealth of information, uh, some great insight on state politics, and, of course, on uh, all the big trending and top stories of the day as well. Pete, have a great rest of your week, sir. We'll look forward to catching up with you next Wednesday. Uh, Thanks so much. I always appreciate it. Good to talk with you again.
Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, bud. 851, almost 852. Here's, here's weather and traffic.